At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Prime, live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Here is Tim Murray. Hour three of VSIN Primetime alongside Jared Smith. I am Tim Murray. We're live here at the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Nevada getting ready, believe it or not, for the Super Bowl here in town. Crazy and uh, to fathom it being here. It was fun to talk to Pritch a little bit about that in yeah, hour you, one. You got the Vegas the, uh, vibe. Yeah, and I talked to a couple, right, our, our colleague Stormy, yep. Tony, and she's, she's a Niners fan. Like, that's even yeah. more, um, you know, prominent. But that, it must be cool. I don't know. When I was living in New York at the time when the New York Super Bowl came, and I don't know, it didn't feel the same because New York's such a big right. city, but for here, it's different. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be fascinating to see how it all plays out. And uh, right now, the San Francisco 49ers at most books sit as a one and a half point favorite. Total sitting at forty seven and a half. DraftKings has actually lost the hook. It's down to forty seven. All right, let's bring I had a in, feeling it would. Let's bring into our uh, let's bring in our good friend Josh Applebaum, who sources tell us uh, will be out here in uh, lovely Las Vegas this time next week. So looking forward to having Josh uh, in person here next week. But Josh, while you sit there in uh, balmy Boston, by the way, it's like 72 and sunny, no big deal. You're in <laughs> Vegas today. Uh, oh, rub it in, bro. Jeez. Uh, how, how are we looking market-wise? Because I'll be honest, I got to imagine for you, someone who really loves to read the market, how it's moving, the Super Bowl's got to be super tricky because you got two full weeks of how this thing's going to be shaped. Yeah, you're exactly right, Tim and Jared. It's great to be with you. And, yeah, don't rub it in too much, Tim. We got another six <laughs> inches today in Boston. So uh, I've already shoveled twice today. It's always oh. you shovel once, and there's more snow, and you shovel again. So the over one and a half shovels cash today. Over but, uh, by the way, <laughs> I can't play. wait to see you guys uh, in a week anyway. But um, this is really interesting to me for a variety of reasons here. So let's just look at, you know, what's taking place thus far. I know it's early. We have a long wait until the game uh, kicks off two weeks, a full two weeks here. But the initial move was toward – 
the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of books opened with the 49ers listed as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Some books were two. Uh, really, no book opened at three. And all the early money did flow in on Kansas City. Kansas City got down to plus one earlier today. However, I think it's the important um, factor here just to not overreact to each little individual move over the next two weeks. But once we got down to one, there was some buyback here on the uh, 49ers bringing it back up to one and a half. So reading the market right now, guys, and again, the public really isn't betting this game yet. You know, they're going to be uh, waiting, obviously, for next week. And really, uh, the big bets all fly in the last few days before the Super Bowl kicks off. But as of now, 69% of spread bets, 67% of spread money is on KC. So they're, quote unquote, the public play. But I would kind of caution that saying uh, I, that's probably a majority of sharper bettors who have already bet the game early. On the money line, 86% bets, 87% of dollars on Kansas City. Now, what you're going to hear all the time, and I know uh, Jared has been uh, tweeting about this, and I'm with him, uh, but Kansas City, in terms of Mahomes, this is the stat you're going to hear a million times, but 10-1 and one ATS as a dog, plus 1.5 against the Eagles in the Super Bowl, wins outright, plus 3 against Buffalo, wins outright, and then again last week, plus 4.5 uh, or 5 against Baltimore. That one was really intriguing to me, guys, because the market took a position on Baltimore. I mean, that steamed uh, late toward oh, yeah. Baltimore. I mean, you had Kansas City pretty much hanging, you know, three and a half, then it got to four, and then game day. And I know uh, Circa was tweeting about this, but got steamed up to four and a half or five. So, you know, is Mahomes the kryptonite to, to line moves here? I think we're getting to that stage. So a uh, couple things to look at. I like to look into the past, guys, and look at just historically how dogs perform uh, in situations like this. Both dogs end up covering yesterday. Playoff dogs are now eight and four ATS this postseason, 67%. They're 51 and 34 ATS, 60% since 2017. And in particular, a playoff dog with a line move in their favor. So if the line moves toward the dog, they're 18-9 and nine against the spread, 67% since 2017. In particular, when we get to the Super Bowl, dogs have barked in the Super Bowl as well. Dogs are 13-7 and seven against the spread, 65% the last 20 years of Super Bowls. They're 3-0 and oh in the last three. Kansas City obviously beating the Eagles last year. A year before that, the Bengals lost, uh, but they were plus 4.5, lost by 3 to the Rams. And we all remember Tampa Bay, the COVID year, uh, beating KC as a three-point dog. Also, if you look at teasers, guys, uh, in situations like this with a short number, expecting a close game, that stat I just gave you where dogs are 13-7 and seven ATS the last 20 years in the Super Bowl, if you tease those dogs six points, they're 17-3, and three, 85%. So what I'm looking at uh, in terms of, so my play is going to be Kansas City. I can't ignore these uh, factors in their favor. The lines moved in their favor. The one thing I don't like is that they probably will be the public play. However, Johnny Avello made a really good point in the VEASAN newsletter this morning. He said that he expects at some point some buyback toward uh, the 49ers. Now, we did see them one up to one and a half in favor of the 49ers. But do we get over now in the next two weeks? Does it creep up to two? Does it go to two and a half? Uh, in the situation like this, to me, I'm going to wait it out and just try to get the best number I can on Kansas City, whether that's the best money line price. Uh, I'm going to try to hold out for a two or a two and a half. But again, I hate to be with the public, but I got all my systems and I've been, uh, I told myself after last year against the Eagles, I'll never bet, bet against Mahomes as a dog again. I'll be, I'll be, you know, holding true to that this year, guys. I'm going Kansas City. I'm just waiting for the best number. Yeah, I think I, I, I bucked my own advice yesterday when I should have taken the, the Chiefs, obviously. In hindsight, it's always 2020, Josh. And I think with the, with the Super Bowl, it's kind of, you know, the games throughout the regular season the process that you go through with the numbers and when the lines drop and then how long the lines are available for until the game starts, it's very systematic. The Super Bowl is kind of this own, it's on its island by itself where it's really hard, I think, especially early on, 
to figure out where this number lands. Because last year, right, Circa, sharper shop in town, opened Chiefs minus two and a half, and they closed the dog. So I, I, I could see this getting to a pick, and that might be where the really big whales come in on the Niners. Um, but we'll see. There's a lot of time for this market to develop, and I think uh, it's going to be fascinating, the dynamics of it over the next two weeks, as the Super Bowl always is. Uh, college basketball dynamics, not quite as uh, deep tonight with a short card, but I'm seeing some ugly, ugly teams on your card tonight. Alcorn State, Bethune-Cookman, Southeast Louisiana, Houston Christian. I mean, walk me through uh, what you got for college hoops tonight, Josh. Yeah, so Jared, this one really you know catches my eye, and really what I've been focusing on in college basketball this year is obscure add a game extra game line move so first off when you look at the nss vegas id rotation number usually it's going to be a three digit number game 660661 whatever the case may be when we get to these add a game or extra games that are a six digit rotation number i look for line moves in those games because basically these games are so small the public doesn't want anything to do with them but if you see a line move in these tiny little obscure games that to me is almost exclusively pro betting driven. You know, it could be an injury, but most of the times it's always going to be pros who have targeted the game. And remember, big distinction between pros and regular betters or casual or recreational betters, the public, whatever you want to call it, is that the public will bet on what they have on TV tonight. So Alcorn State, Bethune Cookman, I mean, you need ESPN Plus for this one. You got to be a real diehard. Uh, but pros, they don't care. They don't have to watch the game as long as they have a good angle or a good edge where their numbers say that they're getting an, an actual advantage over the book. They're going to hit it. So with all that being said, Bethune-Cookman is my obscure line move game of the night. Bethune-Cookman against Alcorn tonight. Bethune opened at minus one and a half. They got bet up to minus two and a half. Now they're all the way up to minus three. So I always like it in these really obscure games when there's no buyback whatsoever. It's all been in favor of Bethune-Cookman. They have the better offense, 75 a game versus 70. Better defense, 75 points allowed versus 83. Better free throw shooting, 73% versus 68%. Better defensive efficiency rating. And in particular, guys, I money line short favorites. I know some people might disagree. They'll say, hey, just lay the three and save the juice. But I can't tell you how many times I've laid a three and had a team win by one or two oh, yeah. but I, and I lose my bet or a three and I push my bet. So I bet this earlier today. This was a market insights and morning bets pod play, uh, play for me, as well as my article on VEASAN.com. I got minus 140. I'll still play it now. I think you can find maybe a minus 160 out there. But on the money line, 87% bets, 97% of the money is on this money line. So that tells me that pros are really targeting the money line in particular. And home road, so important in college basketball. Bethune 7-1 at home. Alcorn 2-14 on the road. Give me Bethune-Cookman on the money line tonight. All right. Josh, Why not? You find him, Josh. You gotta yeah. love it. I mean, you gotta <laughs> find him somewhere. Sweating out. Somebody's gotta do this work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeoman's work for us. Sweating out hokey pokey right now. And uh, we got, got some work to be done. All right. Uh, before we let you run, Josh... Uh, big, big card in the NBA, and most notably, Joel Embiid not playing again tonight, and that takes a hit to his MVP candidacy because of the new rules, the restrictions of how many games you need to play, and we've seen movement in that market. So NBA MVP market, where do we stand right now, and is there someone, in your opinion, that should be targeted? Yeah, so really the fine print here, the new rule is really throwing a wrench into this, and I think betters really have to take note of this. So I was doing uh, the pod, the uh, podcast with J.J. Redick yesterday, Islands in the League, and I threw this at J.J. Redick, and I said, hey, Embiid's got great stats. When he plays, really he is the best player in the league. 36 points a game, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. He's shooting 54% from the field. He just, just dropped 70 the other night. I mean, it feels like every game he's getting better. So all things being equal, any other year, he probably will be your MVP. However, since Adam Silver changed the rules, now you got to play 65 games in order to qualify for all these awards. And also there's a lot of money on the line to get a max contract. You got to play a certain amount of games, 65 or more. And if we look at um, him missing the game again tonight, 
that means that he has only played in 33 games out of a possible 45. So if you do the math, he's now missed 12 games. That means he can only miss five more games the rest of the year in order to win this award. So not only are you betting um, if you're going to play Embiid for MVP, you're hoping that he doesn't get hurt. You're hoping that he doesn't sit out. But J.J. Redick also told me this. Embiid isn't really concerned about the MVP. He's already proven it. He's already won it before. He wants to win an NBA championship. So if you're Nick Nurse, if you're Philly, I don't think you're going to push him to play if he's got a sore knee. I think you're going to be really setting your sights on the higher achievement, which is the uh, the championship here. So as a result, the market's moving. Uh, yesterday, you had Embiid as the favorite at plus 200. He's now down all the way to plus 330. And the guy who's really moved is Jokic. I know it's like wash, rinse, repeat, death taxes, Jokic MVP. Uh, but he he was yesterday plus 210. Now he's plus 125. I had a book earlier today that was still hanging at plus 180, and I grabbed it. So I'm going Jokic MVP, guys. He's played in 46 of 47 games. The next guy closest who made a move was SGA. He's down to plus 330. But with this new rule, it's bad for Embiid's MVP chances. Act accordingly. Give me Jokic plus 125. At Josh underscore insights, VSIN morning bets. And he'll be out here come next week for all the Super Bowl festivities. Josh, always appreciate it. Get back to shoveling. <laughs> Tim Jared, thanks guys. There Good he is. Stuff, Josh Applebaum. Always appreciate that. Now, a lot of different ways, as you all know, how to bet the Super Bowl. One here at Circa that is pretty unique. And we'll discuss it next, right here on VSIF Primetime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
so pretty. The new vsin.com. About as pretty as Duke's shooting percentage right now. Make sure you check it out. We've got early thoughts on the Super Bowl. And boy, we will have constant coverage and insight coming through on the Super Bowl up until the Super Bowl. And of course, we got NBA coverage there as well. vsin.com. Make sure you check that out. Good Lord. I mean, one of these days, it's just, you know, you bet a team that doesn't shoot 8 for 12 right now from 3. That is what Duke is shooting. 8 yeah, that's unfortunate. for 12. And yet, but you're still within a shot of covering this. unbelievable. Actually, now two two buckets. So it was 7. Good God almighty. 8 for 12. Like what, what are we Imagine doing? being in a group chat with him in a season-long contest when you're watching these games. Imagine that in text form for six months. Oh, don't pretend like you weren't. Oh, I was saint over there. Just as bad. I am Mr. Reverse Jinx. Ugh. And you you called me out on it yesterday during, so we were on opposites. It, it does happen. Tim and I are on opposite <laughs> sides of games sometimes. It's rare, but it happens. Yesterday, I laid eight and a half with FAU. He came back, took nine and a half with North Texas. And early in the game, I'm like, FAU's got, like I sent a DM to our little group chat, FAU's got no shot to score against this defense. And his response was, I do not accept your reverse jinx. And Respect. my response was, you are the only one who knows my witchy ways, sir. So congratulations, push you pushed back, and you got the win on North Texas. Nice cover. All right, before we get to uh, uh, a unique way to, to bet the Super Bowl, 572 votes in on our VSIN primetime poll today. Chiefs 49ers, best bet early on here. And uh, Chiefs plus the one and a half, overwhelming. 51.6% of the vote. Followed by 49ers, minus one and a half at 22.9%. And then the total getting a combined around 25% of the vote. 12.9% mm. on the over, 12.6% on the under. At VEASAN Live is where you can check in on our Twitter poll here as uh, we are almost nearing 600 votes uh, on this poll right now. As Duke hits another three. <laughs> I mean, what let's are, move on to the squares. You're going to drive yourself nuts. Nine with this for game. 14 from three. Yeah, that sucks. Good Probably the, not going to come on the road. Well. This is ridiculous. All right. So we'll talk more about this, I, I imagine, when uh, Derek Stevens comes in studio oh, yeah. on, uh, on Thursday. But, you know, so many of us have gone to a Super Bowl party and you, you play squares, right? But you randomly get assigned a square, right? Oh. I'm hoping for seven and seven, and you end up with, you know, five and nine. So 45 39, very common final score. What Circa has done is they have allowed you to come in and pick your own square. Genius idea, guys. And they have Genius. odds based off of it. Right. So Genius. you go to your you go to your party, your Super Bowl party, and you get, hey, first quarter gets 20%. 20%, 20%, and then you know 40% for the for the final game or final score, whatever it may be. So they have done a first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and end of game. So what I will do real quickly is let's just use last year and what the odds would be, and then we'll think about what. Nice, so I like this plan. Last year, first quarter ended seven seven. Yep, pretty common, you would think. That is plus seven twenty five. I love that. And and by the way, if you are betting this market, I prefer tie scores. That's just my vibe here because I just, I don't know, maybe it's like a mental brain thing. I just like the way the numbers look nice and even like that. Um, 
But I, I think one of my favorite Super Bowl props kind of correlates to this is the game being tied after 0-0. I always bet the yes in that market. Um, and for that exact reason, I love tie scores because it's always that you're trying to match, you know? It's just kind of the, the, the feeling of the team when they're behind. They're trying to tie the game. So last year, first quarter, plus 725 was the 7-7 score, Niners 7 and Chiefs 7. Halftime last year was 24-14, to 14, 4 four. and 4. I bet you got a big number. 25 yeah. to 1. Yeah. 25 to 1 on that. End of the third quarter, the Chiefs had 21 and the Eagles had 27. So, we'll do seven's pretty common. We'll do we'll do the NFC to the sure. AFC here. So that would be 7 to 1, 19 to 1. So, yeah, okay. like you said, pretty common. Pretty much the same. And then the final score was the AFC team had 8 and the NFC team had 5. Probably not that common. And that landed at 35 to 1. 35-28. Although, from what I hear from pros, the all-touchdown games are very rare. It's very rare you have a game with all touchdowns and no alternative scoring in any way. So, last year, the winners were plus 725, 25-1, 19-1, and 85-1. We're going to get a big one. whopper this year. There's going to be 100-1. I'm making a prediction that one of these will be 100-1 or higher. One of the winners this year. So the end of the first quarter one's always kind of intriguing. It's it's that. Don't bet zero zero. You're silly. So zero zero is is the favorite. It's have to plus four ten. You have even if it's a small part of your allocation, you have to have a little bit on zero zero first quarter. So yeah, let's just use yesterday's games. Those scores: first quarter seven seven in Chiefs and Ravens, and uh, it was fourteen nothing Lions four zero and four zero. I would bet zero zero three three seven seven first quarter. Those would be my three bets in the first quarter. Four nothing would be four uh, zero would be twenty two to one. So That's not bad. Pretty pretty decent chunk there. Twenty two to one. That's but not I, bad. I don't know. I think seven zero three zero. Those are the ones that are more. You know, three zero is plus seven twenty five. That's not bad. Yeah, I think if like again, if you want to game theory this out, I think if I was going to bet a lot of tie ties in this market, I wouldn't bet the tied after zero zero prop like I just said. But if I were to, be, I, I always bet the game tied after 0-0, yes. It's like a staple every year. It's like an annual tradition, uh, along with under one and a half for longest touchdown. But I would probably bet non-ties, right? I try to balance it out, where I'd go tied after 0-0, yes, and then bet a bunch of 7-0s, 3-0s, 4-0s in, in this squares market. So I, I, I want to point this out, and you tweeted this today. So it's, it's a very important to know, right, as... So many different markets. Our show is presented by DraftKings. A lot of you have DraftKings wherever you may be. If you're coming to town for the Super Bowl. Can't use DraftKings. Can't use DraftKings. But more importantly, Jared, you tweeted this out. You got to go to the books to sign up. So I know that might be something you're not Rent looking forward to. Rent a car and then go take the Red Rock Loop and get some scenery but while you, you're Yeah, you got to go to the books to sign up. Uh, and it's uh, all, it, The first week I was here, it was like a whole... Yeah, it was a tour, like Driving everywhere. <laughs> so, this is a, just another unique way, obviously, to bet it. And uh, I might throw a few down here. I, I, I like, I like bet. I didn't know. Maybe I was under a rock last year. Did they do this late yeah. this last year? Was they this don't. this the second year they've done this? I think this is either. I think this is the third year they're. Doing I like this. this. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a, a unique. Because the worst part about the squares is not like I hate not being in control of what I'm betting on. Like I know once the game starts, you have no control. But up until the point where you hit submit, you do have control. 
I like having that control here. Unlike the squares where you throw a hundred bucks in and could be hodgepodge numbers. Yeah. Um, at least there's some strategy involved. You can like, you know, play props off of this market in a sense. So would you, I'm just thinking about the first quarter. First quarter, I go zero zero three three seven seven. Those are the three I'd bet. Three. Or seven oh three oh you know four oh three three's interesting. Three three is must bet. It's eleven to one. Yeah, three three's interesting. That's a that's a must bet. Three three is eleven to one. Seven seven is plus seven twenty five. The yep. favorite zero zero. I put a the small that would be the smallest of my wagers, probably. Because I, I would say the zero zero, I would want to win enough to just cover the rest. And then the other ones, I'll take some some fun shots. With. So, do you have to do? Would you of the or you be of the mindset where let's say you want to bet seven nothing? Would you bet both ways? Yeah. So Chiefs, I think you have to, and they're both at plus five seventy five. Yeah, I, I, I think you have. I think you have to. You have to treat this market like Noah's Ark, come in twos, on both sides. I don't know. I, there's no sharp guys. There's no sharp angles with these. You and it. That, it's, this is how I feel about the entire Super Bowl and all the prop markets. The value, for the most part, if it hasn't been extracted from the side in total, it is by now. When the props drop, the first hour, two hours, the, the sharps will hammer it. And for the most part, that initial value is gone. You are using the Super Bowl, for me, as a fun bow-tying portfolio for what has been, hopefully, a profitable season. You don't want to overextend and risk more than you've made. Or you don't want to go nuts and make your hole deeper, but you want to have fun. Like to me, the Super Bowl is about fun and enjoying the last game for six months and using little fun, nuanced markets like this to try to play them off. And if you make money, great. But this is if your goal is to beat the squares market, I think you're barking up the wrong tree. I like it. No, it's, it's a, fun. It's, it's a fun. It is a really fun bet. So if you're wondering, zero zero first quarter plus four ten. 20, yeah. 22 to 1 is 4 0, which is what we saw in the Lions uh, 49ers game yesterday. 7 0 is plus 575 both ways. 9 to 1 is 7 to 3 both ways. So uh, I think I wouldn't bet the Niners ahead because I think they're going to str- I think the first quarter they might be a little jittery where the Chiefs won't be. That's my initial vibe. You're going to take a little 49ers first, uh, first quarter? No, we'll go Chiefs 4 0. Chiefs 7 0. Chiefs 3 0. Those will be the squares problem. San Francisco minus a half, plus 140. Uh, Want to go Chiefs on the other side? Yeah. Our good friend Rob Stats Guerrera will give us the 49ers side of things next. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription and get your first year for only $199. Just use the promo code PRON. Get access to our brand new VSIN.com website plus our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, 24-7 video access, and of course, Super Bowl betting guy with best bets and favorite prop bets coming very soon. Remember, the promo code PRIME. Get your first year for just $199. Sign up today, vcin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Jared Smith, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN Prime Time. Quick check of our Twitter poll. Nearing 600 votes, 592 
Got some work to do. Come on, guys. We can get there. I'll give it another boost before we leave. What there. is your initial feel, your best bet of the Super Bowl? 51% of you say Chiefs plus the one and a half. Niners minus the one and a half, 22%. And then for the total, only 26% of you have chimed in on that. 13% to the over, 12.5%. I just retweeted younger. it again. Go vote. We need 100 more votes, guys. Come on. Come on, people. 100, let's, uh, 100, 100 votes. Let's bring in our next guest, Rob Stats Guerrera, who uh, we've had on frequently, and he will be out here in lovely Las Vegas sometime next week. You can follow him on Twitter, at Stats on Fire, doing work for ESPN Radio, 95.7 The Game in the Bay Area, and the Gold Standard Network. Initial thought of this point spread stats before we dive into what we saw yesterday and matchups Niners a very very slight favorite initial thoughts on that point spread I was not surprised to see it change almost immediately when it, the line came out I just thought that seems really really a lot of points to give the Niners because as much you look clearly I'm a 49ers guy we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and haven't we learned by now that you never bet against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I hate to admit it, but I would take the points and Kansas City right now. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, so let's let's go back to what we saw yesterday, stats, and the performance from Brock Purdy. So, look, he was a hot topic all week long, and uh, what did you make from the performance we saw yesterday from Brock Purdy and – where is your level of confidence in the Niner signal caller as we head into the Super Bowl? It's higher than it's ever been in the Kyle Shanahan era. Like the days of, oh, the Niners have a really good team, but they have a real problem at quarterback. Those days are over. Brock Purdy put the team on his back yesterday. You could argue that other than the incredible throw to Brandon Ayuk, or I should say incredible catch to Brandon Ayuk, the biggest plays of the game where Brock Purdy scrambles. It was outside of the Kyle Shanahan system. It wasn't a Shanahan special that dialed up a wide-open receiver. It was Brock making a play outside of the structure of the offense to not only avoid a negative play, but also produce chunk plays. He had two 21-yard scrambles yesterday. He absolutely made the plays in crunch time that Jimmy Garoppolo could not make in Super Bowl 54 against the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Rob. I think the, the biggest um, takeaway yesterday from that Niners-Lions game was the, the the clutchness, right? And we talk about it with Mahomes. Can't bet against Mahomes in the playoffs, and, and he has earned that moniker. But Brock Purdy, the last two weeks, has overcome a lot of adversity and has taken his team to not the promised land yet, but a step away from the promised land, which is where you want to go. And you want to talk about just efficiency numbers, like Brock Purdy's EPA, total EPA, more than Patrick Mahomes yesterday. And I know some of that stuff is nuanced, but... For the most part, it's fair to say that that he was just as good, if not better, in the clutch spots uh, than Mahomes was yesterday, and that that is impressive. On the other side of the ball, though, stats, that's where I get concerned. We've seen two straight weeks now where the Niners' defense has been run on very well, and I know the Chiefs aren't this juggernaut rushing offense like maybe the Ravens should have been, but I bet Andy Reid is watching that film, and I bet the Chiefs' offense is going to emphasize the run. How do, how do the Niners kind of clean that up over the next two weeks? Yeah, good question. I've only been asking that for, for like <laughs> now. It was really bad yesterday. In the first half, the Lions ran for 5.4 yards before contact. That's how much they were blowing the 49ers off the line of scrimmage. Now, to San Francisco's credit, they cleaned it up a little in the second half. They gave up just 34 yards in the second half of that game. But 
they the first half is a thing that happened. And Kyle Shanahan said today in his conference call with the media that he was really disappointed in the pursuit. He said it was their worst pursuit game they've had, which is stunning to me because it's the NFC Championship game. If you mm. can't get up to pursue now, what are you waiting for? What are you holding it back for? Are they saving it all for two weeks from now in Vegas? I hope so, because it was ugly yesterday. Talk once again to our good friend, uh, Rob Stats Guerrera at Stats on Fire. Um, the rushing attack, as Jared just alluded to, um, for some reason, one of the best rushing teams in the <laughs> NFL just said, nah, we're not going to run the ball anymore. And I thought it was uh, a great point. Uh, I think it was Josh Norris who pointed it out, where you look at the Ravens just completely going away from the running attack, but the Niners still continuing to run the ball despite being down 17. So I know it's early. I'm sure you got plenty more time to dissect this whole matchup, but how much do you think Kyle Shanahan will lean into that rushing attack, knowing that for the most part this year, that's where the Niners, or excuse me, the 40, uh, the Chiefs could be had? I think you have to if you're Kyle Shanahan, and I think he recognizes that. And it's not a situation now where it's we have to run because, oh, my God, our quarterback can't throw it. And we're so, it's not that. But it's just this system has always been designed to run the ball and, and gash teams with play action. That is when their most effective plays happen. That's when you see the guys that are wide open. That's when you see them get the ball in the hands of Kittle and Debo and Ayuk in space. And they can really do damage down the field. They can still get down the field if they have to just drop back and pass it. But when they can use the play action, that's when Kyle Shanahan can really lean into his strength and damage a defense. So the running game is absolutely critical. And the other thing, guys, too, is just on a very basic level, it's less risky than passing the ball, right? As the Lions found out on that fourth and two in the third quarter, I don't know why they didn't run the ball, but they threw it. And Jared Goff made a perfect throw, but the receiver still has to catch it. And the Lions left their hands in the locker room at halftime. Rob, I think when you when you break down this game, and we'll be hearing it a lot over the next two weeks, there's going to be a lot of comparisons to the Super Bowl from four years ago. Obviously, these are two very different teams, but how different are they, right? If you had to kind of use that game from a few years ago as a starting point to see what differences we might see with the game plans this time around in the second uh, of these two Super Bowl matchups. If I had to guess, yes, the Chiefs running game will be a significant part. But for the Niners offense, like, do you see them going away from the running game at all if they're behind her. It's going to be a very bullish Kyle Shanahan. This is what we do in Kansas City. You've got to stop it. I think the only way Kyle goes away from it is if they're really like two or three scores. Probably not even two. Probably yeah. three scores behind. Otherwise, I think he'll stick with it. And the interesting thing when you compare the two Super Bowls is like, I feel like the offenses have kind of flipped, right? Sure. Before, it was the Chiefs that had you know, the Avengers on offense. It was Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins. Amy right? Williams scored, what, right. twice in that game, I think? It was weapons all over the field. And now it's the 49ers, right? Because Debo was a rookie in 2019. There was no Brandon Ayuk in 2019. There was no Christian McCaffrey in 2019. George Kittle, I think, was in year three yeah. that year. So they were kind of like babies on the 49ers. They hadn't really turned into the players that they are now. Now it's the 49ers that have all the incredible weapons on offense. And the Chiefs, I think, that come into the game with the big, bad defense, which was the opposite, obviously, with the 49ers in 2019. So Travis Kelsey has turned into vintage Travis Kelsey this postseason. It's, it's pretty impressive to see. How do you anticipate this 
Chiefs or this Niners defense to, to slow them down stats. 72 and a half is the early prop line. I'm sure everyone's going to bet it over because he's gone over that number every game this postseason and just had you know triple digits uh, on Sunday. What do you think we see from this Niners defense to try to slow down number 87? Well, the easy thing to, to do, you would think, right, is just put 54 on 87 because Fred Warner is unbelievable in coverage. We saw him carrying C.D. Lamb in the slot in the playoffs a couple years ago. Like, you would think that that would just be, you know, lock it down and you're good. The problem is the 49ers have not really been able to shut down the opposing team's number one option, whether it's a tight end, whether it's a wide receiver this year. We've usually seen that player have good games. It's just come in a losing effort. It hasn't really mattered for the 49ers. Trey McBride lit the 49ers up earlier this year. He was the only option the Cardinals had at the time, but they kept finding ways to get him the ball. So I think there's going to be yards there for Travis Kelsey. It's just going to be a matter of, can the Niners clamp down on everybody else? Stats, we got a lot of time to break this bad boy down. You'll be out here in uh, in Vegas next week, so uh, look forward to catching up with you in person. Yeah, what is this 50 degrees and rain I keep hearing about? I can't have that. I thought it, it was, was 70 today. It was beautiful. It was perfect today. 72 and sunny today. Beautiful. So, you know, we'll try to try to bottle that up for you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. There he is. Make sure you check out his content uh, as he gets you ready for Super Bowl 58. We'll put a bow on the show. We'll take a look at some of the uh, some of the thoughts uh, that we have kind of stockpiled and uh, one last visit on what went wrong in the AFC Championship game yesterday. Does it change your mind moving forward about the Baltimore Ravens? We'll hear from Lamar Jackson. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VSIN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Once again, that code VSIN, the crown, is yours. Alongside Jared Smith, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN primetime, Super Bowl 58. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs once again taking on the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, latest look at the line still has this at a one and a half point spread. 1 1, I see out there. Uh, yeah, Westgate just. And uh, 47, 47 and a half, depending on where you look for your totals. So. Uh, we've got our poll question up, which we'll revisit here. I do have uh, a play in college hoops for tomorrow, as uh, as we gave out a nice loser here. Um, as it's not a loser it's yet. Over. It's yeah, over. that that one really. Duke's up twelve now, as they can't miss, and Virginia Tech misses a lot. Um, great situational spot. They're just not coming through here right now. But um, I'm going to spin this more into what to expect this upcoming or in the Super Bowl. But it's been talked about a lot how this Ravens, how the Ravens went away from the run. So this tweet from uh, Ian Harditz on Twitter, Ravens total running back carries per game week one to the AFC championship, 24, 21, 22, 21, 19, 24, 18, 23, 27, 16, 21, 22, 15, 30, 19, 25, 17, 31, 6. <sighs> 6 yesterday. And uh, as for the San Francisco 49ers, who will be playing against that defense, Josh Norris pointed out that down 17 points in the second half, they had nine design runs before eventually taking the lead with 9.52 left to play. So... Jared sent us a DM earlier today as we were getting kind of some show prep together of Lamar Jackson being asked post-game about the lack of running. And here is what Lamar Jackson had to say. Lamar, do you think there was opportunities to run the ball more? Uh, I mean, we could have ran the ball. You know, we were just, we was down and we just tried to, you know, put points on the board, try to get the ball down the field. And we just got to make something happen. So, yeah, not really uh, an overwhelming... A lot to be desired with that answer. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I just go back to, I, I don't know what it was about Munkin, who, you know, obviously they've had a phenomenal year. He's going to win MVP. I, I, Lamar I Jackson's going to win runaway MVP. But here's my thought. They went into the game thinking it was like one of those, I know you and you know you and I know what you're going to do. So he outsmarted himself. Like, he went into that game knowing they're facing Spags, who's like, arguably the best defensive coordinator right now of our generation. I need to figure out a way to out-scheme Spags. They know, everyone knows the weakness is the Chiefs running defense. Everyone knows our strength is the Ravens rushing offense. Let's go contrarian and let's try to throw it. Or they panic because they fell behind early. But they really didn't fall behind early because they came back and tied the game 
And they were down a score up until late first half, and they were never down by more than 10 at any point in the game. So game script does not make sense to me. I think it was panic and just maybe outthinking themselves. Well, I can tell you one thing. I don't think the Chiefs or the uh, 49ers will make the same mistake. So uh, No. I think Christian McCaffrey will, will be able to get his. And, uh, and Mitchell will- scored a touchdown yesterday, too. He could be a sneaky, undervalued prop guy if they don't get the numbers right on him. Uh, anytime touchdown for Elijah Mitchell plus six fifty. I'll be honest, that he got a goal line carry in a big spot yesterday, and that's a guy that before he got hurt was a big time playmaker. So I, I'll, I'll point this out too. Kyle Usechek. There's another one. Scored yeah. the 49ers' yeah. first touchdown in uh, the Super Bowl four years ago in Miami. So his first touchdown prop is forty to one. Any time for Kyle Uzcheck, I think is a fun one. At I'll be nine to one. I will absolutely be on. So what I like to do in the Super Bowl, I've done this the last few years. I like to round robin parlay long shot touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another. I have like two or three like traditions. One of them's the under one and a half longest touchdown. The other one's yes to the tie score after zero zero. And then another one is I usually pick my touchdown scoring props. And I like to round robin them together, plus money, two guy, two you know, two by two by two. Um, that's another one that I love to do. And I did that. I did use check in Mahomes in that first. Cha- oh man, that was like a twenty to one. Yeah, that was a nice one. Take a look at our poll question here, real quickly. Um, our poll question at Vsin Live today. Favorite bet right now, and fifty-one point eight percent of you with six hundred and sixty votes in. Chiefs well, that hasn't changed. Chiefs. Are we up to six ninety two? We're getting close. Seven minutes to go. We'll see if we can. Uh, well, get I there. gave you an ample. I gave you a retweet late. Maybe <laughs> that got us over the finish line. Based on what you just saw from Lamar Jackson, do you think that was discussed before they hit that? That interview was about an hour after the game. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Because based off, and I don't want to overreact to the emotions because there's obviously high emotions and, but the poker face for Lamar when he gave the eh, yeah, like to me that indicates based off of my read on psychology and body language. They discussed it, and he's looking for the way to navigate the question without throwing anyone under the bus. Yeah, That's what I gleaned from that initial poker face reaction. I would not be surprised if we get more clarity on the scenario we're talking about here, why the Ravens abandoned the run at some point in the offseason. Someone's got to ask Todd Munkin at some point. Gus Edwards had three carries. That's just insane. Justice Hill, who is a a pretty popular uh, prop, only had three carries for three yards. Yesterday, and most of the Lamar's runs were were broken tack, like broken plays. They were not designed runs. Both I, I just both quarterbacks it. in that Chiefs Ravens game went under their rushing total. So just we'll see if that it. is a, another spot where you know Patrick Mahomes went over in the Super Bowl last year. Um, so we'll see. Oh uh, yeah, right you now. gotta bet Mahomes rushing props over in this game, hundred percent. He's gone under the last two games. I though. know, and maybe you get a discount on 20, number, but twenty-five and a half, right? But now, it goes back that. to what we talked about. I prefer attempts to yards. I think the attempts prop is more certain than yards in terms of the yards. Sometimes he can break a forty-yarder, or it can be a bunch of little five and six-yarders. But I, I think attempts is like more probable because you get that extra sweetener of the kneel down. Yeah. Um, this will be something that's brought up, too. Second half unders in Kansas City games, now 18-2 and two to the under. But, historically speaking, 
second half more points than first half, a very popular sharp wager, not public. That, to me, is I've heard Fezzik and all those pros talk about that prop a lot over the years with the Super Bowl. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting dynamic because the second halves tend to be a higher scoring than the first halves in the Super Bowls. That's where the prop has trended over the years. But to your point, the Chiefs trend says under. Yeah. All right. Uh, as uh, I look at another loser uh, in the face, uh, hey, man, public, public, wearing keep, it though, bud. public keeps rocking and rolling. Uh, nice little short road favorite. They love him. And uh, easy winner. Duke wins by 10, 77 67. What was their final three point shot? No look game? ahead. No, uh, no letdown from a close loss to Clemson. Shot 52.9% from three. That's, see, that's the thing. If they shoot 40% from three, you cover this. Virginia Tech, who's uh, top 40 in the country in shooting threes, shot six yeah. of 22 at home. So Don't let that uh, one beat you up. That's a weird Duke, result. Duke gets the win. Duke gets the covered 77 to 67 tonight. Uh, I'm back on the horse tomorrow. Of course you are. We're going to go Colorado State minus one. I don't know if anyone saw what happened over the weekend. Colorado State was up double digits under two minutes to go against Wyoming. Lost in overtime San Diego State to tomorrow. Wyoming. They're playing San Diego State. Good game. Desperate spot for Colorado State as they are staring and losing grip of uh, their at-large chances. The Colorado State Rams, who started 13-1, and had a nice win over New Mexico on January 2nd. Since then, Jared, are 2-4. and four. They need this one at home in Fort Collins against San Diego State off of back-to-back road losses. We will take Colorado State. You're going to win that the one. Tomorrow. You know why? Because you are Mr. Mountain West. Nico Medved, get it home. Maybe just, how about this? <laughs> Keep track of all your Mountain West bets down the stretch. I bet you hit 60%. Mm. I'll have to double-check those, see how we're doing there. I but. do that sometimes with, you know, my beloved Horizon League. I'm about 55% Horizon League and, like, 51% the rest of college basketball this year. Well, uh, not a good start to the week, but uh, hopefully we bounce back tomorrow and take care of business. Maybe come tomorrow the market wouldn't have moved against us like it did today. Colorado State minus one. Lock it in, Britain. Let's, uh, let's get a... Good win tomorrow. Thanks to Bob Fesco, Mike Pritchard, Nick Whalen, Josh Applebaum, and Rob Stats Guerrera. For Jared Smith, I'm Tim Murray. VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds is up next. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.